to welcome everybody this morning. We appreciate another opportunity to be in the Lord's house and uh, appreciate our children singing this morning and just for the sunshine and beautiful day outside. And, uh, appreciate, uh, you know, we are missing quite a few folks last week. And good to see everybody back. And uh, I appreciate everybody that uh, we had to have people fill in at jobs uh, that they usually don't do. I appreciate people stepping up and be willing to try to fill in and help out people's, uh, you know, not able to be here. And uh, our church is really good about that, just, uh, you know, stepping up and doing what needs done around here. And I appreciate that. But we look forward to having a great day in the Lord. And uh, as always, we look to fill the Lord's spirit and just pray that the conviction will go out this morning and touch some people's hearts. There's, I'm confident there'll be people here that aren't saved. And uh, I pray that they just have the faith and courage to take that step this morning and come seek salvation. Uh, I'm going to ask uh, Brother Mike Nichols, dismissed Sunday school. We appreciate being in the Lord's house. When you when you have to be gone, it makes you appreciate it that much more. But, uh, the Lord's been good to us, and uh, we're still here. So we appreciate everybody that's here this morning, and we need your prayers. <clears throat> Our lesson this morning is in the second chapter of Exodus. Starting at the first verse. And uh, this is the birth of Moses is the title of the lesson. And everybody knows that story. Tell it by heart better than I can probably. And uh, But God, uh, most, most people, and I don't know about in this church, but they're, most people in the world, if you listen to them, just listen to them talk about God, they, they put, try to bring him down on our level for his mentality. They 
say, well, God, God tried this and he tried that and he tried the other. Wrong. God ain't never tried nothing. Everything that God ever done, he knew it was going to work just the way he wanted it to. Uh, and the law wasn't intended to bring salvation. Never was. Paul said the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. In other words, all the law was for was to let us know that we were sinners. And, uh, and he's still doing that. And uh, so <clears throat> the Bible said where there's no law, there's no transgression. So the, the law was, was given uh, to bring us to Christ. And, uh, uh, and, I, and I'll, I'll say this. I believe, I believe that when, when God created every one of us, now, I want you to understand, God, God knew every one of us, front to back and all the way through our lives, before the world was. He knew who I was going to be, and he knew I was going to get saved in 1956. Now, he didn't, he didn't uh, prearrange that I was going to be saved and somebody else wasn't. That don't happen. God gives everybody their chance, but he already knows who's going to and who's not because he knows everything. And uh, so God had my life planned from start to finish if I would follow him. Now, that, that if is on my part. God, and same way with Moses, God had a job for Moses to do before he was born. If you, you, everybody knows the story, uh, Pharaoh decided that the, there's getting to be too many of the Jews or the Israelites, so he told the, he told the uh, women that delivered the babies, said, if they have a male child, you kill them. You save the girls alive, but kill the boys. Well, they didn't do it, but uh, he still said, throw them in, throw them in the river. And uh, that's, that's the time that Moses was born. So if, if they'd have been following what, what Pharaoh said, Moses wouldn't have survived. But God had it planned that Moses, 80 years after this, would go down into Egypt from up to his father-in-law's place in Jethro's house. He'd go down into Egypt and lead the Israelites out by, by God's hand. Now, everything that was done leading up to the Israelites coming out uh, even even the, when Moses cast a rod down, it became a serpent. When he put his hand in, in his clothes and it come out and it had leprosy, he put it back and it was gone. Those, God done those things. And uh, 
and all the all the plagues that took place leading up to the, them coming out of God done them. And uh, so everything that God's done, if you read the Bible, all the all the all the main things, especially that God's done, couldn't have been done by nobody but God. Everybody here, everybody here is saved, I believe. And if, if you've been saved by the grace of God, you know what I'm talking about. When God saved us, he's the only one could have done that. There wasn't nothing I could do. You can, you can change, try to change your life. And, you can, and a person can change their life. You can decide, I'm going to be a... I'm going to be a better person, and I'm going to quit lying and quit stealing and quit cheating and all every all the stuff that goes with it. And you might do that. That's a possibility. And uh, but you can quit every ever bad habit you've ever had, ever sin that you everything that you can think of this sin you can quit all of it. And it won't change your soul one iota. The only thing that was able to change my soul was Jesus. And uh, but anyway, let me read a couple of verses. And there went a man of the house of Levi, and took to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him that he was goodly, a goodly child, she hid him three months. And she kept him hid at home for three months. And everybody knows that story. And uh, she finally decided she wasn't going to probably couldn't hide him anymore, and they'd kill him. So she she made a basket. And, uh, and well, let me read it. And when, when she could not longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes and daubed it with slime and with pitch and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's brink. And, uh, and that would, I was thinking about that too. That'd be a scary thing. So there's crocodiles in that river, and uh, uh, but a, a person there's there's all kinds of there's all kinds the devil's got all kinds of things in the world to try to try to trip up God's people to try to get in our way and. Uh, if if we didn't have if we didn't have God to take care of us, we we'd have been gone a long time ago. Every one of us, and we we ever one know how fallible we are in this guy right here, and uh, except. Uh, Except the Lord take care of us while we're in trouble, bad trouble. A man born a woman's few days and full of trouble to begin with, 
Satan's going to give us trouble. But all he can do is stir, stir the waters. He can't make me jump in. And we, he, tempt, he tempts us and he, he bugs us and throws everything he can at us. But he can't, he can't make us do anything. And uh, there's a scripture that says if we sin willfully. Uh, and that, that has a couple of different uh, connotations. Uh, but if we sin willfully, and that's the only kind of sin there is. I've heard people say, well, I made a mistake. Uh, I've, had, I've had the devil come along and put things in my mind. Every one of us, have, he, do, he, he does that with all of us. I've had him put things in my mind, and the Lord come along, right behind him and tell me right here, that's wrong. So if I, if I went ahead and done it, I already knew it was wrong before I done it. So I didn't make a mistake. I sinned. And uh, but anyway, she hit him in the in the basket in the in the rushes, and uh, God had a plan. God had a job for Moses to do, and uh, it took him. And I thought about this. It it took him eighty years to get Moses ready for the job he had for him. And it uh, seemed to me like by the time he gets us ready, why well, we're about 82, but 80 ain't like it used to be. <laughs> if you get 80 now, you're about ready to cross the river and uh, getting close anyway. And, uh, but Moses lived another 40 years. And uh, anyway, uh, so she hit him in the bulrushes, and God took care of him. And uh, and he's he's took care of every one of us, and he put us everyone in the place he wanted us to be, if we would follow him. Uh, and I want to read the scripture, and I seem like I read this every Sunday. But this is about one of my favorite scriptures. I got a bunch of them, but uh, in Jeremiah, the first chapter of the book of Jeremiah, when God called Jeremiah, the fifth verse says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So he already had, Jeremiah was already ordained a prophet by God before he was ever born. God had that planned for him, in other words. And, and I believe the same thing. He had preaching planned for Terry Brock. If he hadn't, he wouldn't be able to preach. And uh, whatever, whatever job God set us in, 
He had that planned before the foundation of the world. And I love, I love trying to teach Sunday school. But I, I don't really think I'm very good at it. But I, I, I really enjoy it. I believe God wants me to do it or I'd, I wouldn't do it. And uh, same way, every one of us. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Back, I don't, it's been a long, long, long time ago. Uh, Clarence Carter and uh, Taft Farmer asked me over in the basement over on Albert Street if I'd consider being a deacon of this church. And I told them then, I said, I'll have to pray about it. And I prayed about it, and God put it on my heart. If he hadn't, I wouldn't have took the job. I believe, now, I believe the church, the church chooses deacons, certainly. But I believe they ought to have it on their heart if, before they take the job. And uh, if, if your heart's not in something, you can't do it right. I, not, not that I've ever done it right. I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm done, I've done anything. I've, I've been a pretty sorry deacon, I think. But I believe, I believe when God gives you something, you can do it. And if he don't give it to you, you can't do it. We can go through the motions. There's a lot of natural side of the deacon's jobs, a whole lot natural stuff. And there's a lot of that stuff that anybody can do. But God's, God's got people picked out for those jobs, those things. And, and uh, there's, there's a lot of people that can stand up here in a pulpit and tell a real pretty story in getting the Bible and really quote scriptures and, and, and tell the story and, and, and tell it right as far as the history and so on. But the gospel, the Bible said, is the power of God through faith unto salvation to everyone who believes. It's the power of God. It ain't the... It ain't the story. I believe, I believe the King James Bible is God's Word. But it has to have the power of the Holy Spirit in it to make it real to people. It, I, I read that. I decided one time I was going to read the Bible clear through. And I was working, I was working second shift at Superior Coach. And I, me and one other guy's working together, and we was the only two guys in that part of the sh shop that was, was doing cleanup work in the paint shop. And it'd take us about two hours to get our work done. And then we had the rest of the night just to kill. So I'd, I'd hurry up and get my work done. I'd go sit in a bus and read my Bible. And uh, and I read it through, but it was most of it, just like 
reading the newspaper, part of the words stuck and part of them didn't. It just, you know, you're just reading words. But now when you, when you can get into this book, and I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've, I've read, been, been reading, and maybe about the same way I was then, and just kind of reading words, or maybe just looking for something, and read across a verse, and God pour out His Spirit, and, and give me a real good blessing and a real good point on that verse, and be a help to me. And it's, that don't come automatic. Now, I believe God gives us what we need out of, out of here when we need it. And if I don't need it, I don't get it. And I've, and I just to make a point on that, I've heard preachers preach before. And I've heard, I've heard, I've been saved for a long time. I've heard preachers preach on a lot of different things. And sometimes, sometimes I'll have a Sunday school lesson or maybe something I don't really understand. And I'll think, well, I, I believe I heard Elbert Smith or Charlie Range or somebody preach on that way back, but I can't remember at all what they preached. So, if, and if they preached it in the spirit, well, that that was the Lord telling us about it. But if He won't let, if He won't let me remember it, then it ain't up. It ain't for me to use. And I've asked, I've said this a lot of times. I've asked different people before. Uh, I talked to Ronnie Martin a lot about the Sunday school lessons and so on. If I have something I don't really see or or something I'm wondering about, I'll ask I'll ask Ronnie, and he'll give me a good answer most of the time. But probably two thirds of that time, I can't use it in Sunday school because the Lord didn't give it to me. I hope you know what I'm saying. And uh, and by the same token, I got I got a piece of paper here with some references wrote down on it, and I've usually I've usually got a whole page, and uh, most of the time I might try to quote one or two of them, but hardly ever do I read one, and uh, most of the time I. I I try my very best to go with whatever God puts in here or in here, however you want to say it, and uh, uh, and that's the only way you can do it and do it right. But uh, anybody got a comment? I'm, I'm kind of going all over the place, but but Moses, the the big point I big point I had in this lesson, God God had a place for every one of the people, every, every person that's been saved by the grace of God. God's got a place for them in the church. We're every one a brick in the building. We got our little part to hold up. And he's the master builder 
and he gives us everyone our our spot and the, there's no now we we look at the preachers as be, having the most important job and far as I'm concerned they can have it I don't want it it is it's a it's a real big job but if I do my job right it's not an easy job it's not a but I'd say it's a lot easier than Terry's. But it's every job's important. That's that's what I'm trying to say. It wouldn't it wouldn't do much good if if Terry was up here doing his job every Sunday preaching. And there wasn't nobody sitting in the pews. Nobody nobody saying Amen or. Or trying to get people to come to church that wasn't saved, uh, we've we've all got a part and a place in God's kingdom, and every one of us can invite people to church. And uh, and we, the most important the most important part of being a Christian is the way we live. Now, sooner or later, God's going, God's going to give you an opportunity maybe to invite somebody to church or to talk to somebody about the Lord or whatever. Sooner or later, God will give you that opportunity. But if you've been living like a devil in front of people and you say, hey, how about coming and going to church with me? And, and they probably think, well, if... If you're a good if you're a good representative of that church, I need I don't need to go there. So we we need to live the very best we can so that our life speaks more than our words does. And uh, I I've told this before but it's just 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 to make a point. I was working with a guy that's a pure coach. That's been 50 years ago, probably. Maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, he he come out with an oath. And I don't I don't know what he said now. But anyway, he turned he turned around to me and said, "Don't you never cuss?" I said, "No." He said, "Are you a Christian?" I said, "I try to be." He said, why didn't you tell me I wouldn't have been talking like that? So he, he noticed the way I talked. And people will notice. You don't have to, you don't have to go around blowing a trumpet and saying, look at me. Uh, just just be, what, be what God made out of you. And it'll show up. And then when the opportunity comes, people, people have a... Uh, a lot more better tendency to listen to you. But God God put every one of us in our job. He he had Moses planned for the job that he was doing and he kept him safe in the river and then uh, his sister stood afar off to, to wit what would be done to him 
and the daughter of Pharaoh came, came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And the guy that wrote the commentary on this said he, he, he wondered why she was down to the river washing, said she was Pharaoh's daughter. She probably had bath houses and everything in the palace where she lived. And, uh, but she was down by the river. And, uh, but wondering why when God's doing something, God arranged it. God intended for Moses to be raised in Pharaoh's house. That gave him, that gave him more of a connection with the royalty in Egypt that he would have to deal with 80 years later. And uh, so God, God arranged that. And I believe, I've worked uh, three or four different places in my life before I retired. And all of them good jobs. I, don't, I got no complaints. Uh, but I believe, I believe God put me in every one of those for a reason. And it wasn't, for, it wasn't altogether for me to make a living. That was part of it. But God had somebody in, in every one of them places for me to be a lot to. And the same way with every one of you, he's put you in your place for a purpose. And we don't, uh, we don't have to go around preaching to people all the time. I knew, I knew a guy like that, a real nice guy. And I think, I think he tried to live right. But he, somebody, somebody cussed around him, and he said, you're going to go to hell for that. And uh, wrong attitude. I mean, you can, you can, there's a right way and a wrong way to, to talk to people. And, uh, but we don't, have to, we don't have to be preaching to people all the time, but we can live our life to where they can see the difference. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrew children. And uh, I, believe, I believe God had it arranged for him to be crying when she opened the thing up. And uh, uh, if, if, a, if a little baby crying don't get to you some way, you ain't got much feelings anyway. And... Uh, so God, God had that all arranged. Had it arranged that he was going to be raised as a son of Pharaoh's daughter. But now, there's a scripture in, in Hebrews, and I might read that one just to get it right. Uh, in the... Uh, 
the 23rd, the 11th chapter of the 23rd verse said, by faith Moses, when he was born, was, was he had three months of, of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. And the 24th verse said, by faith Moses, when he was come of years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season. Now listen to this 26th verse. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward, esteeming the riches of Christ. And uh, people say, well, they didn't know nothing about Christ back then. They'd, all they had was a little prophecy saying he was coming. Uh, Moses, Moses esteemed the riches of Christ greater than the riches in Egypt. And uh, David said, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits unto me? He said, now, I'll take the cup of salvation and I'll pay my vows now in the presence of all his people. In other words, I'll take what God give me and I'll, I'll, I'll use that or let that use me. And uh, so if, if we make a vow, if we make a, and every one of us has done this sometime or other. I know I have. If we make a vow, the Bible said it's better to not make a vow than to make one and break it. Well, probably every one I've ever made, I've broke. Uh, but we need, to, we need to follow God. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse? of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Go. And the, and the maid went and called the child's mother. So he was raised, he was raised by his mother anyway, till, till he was weaned anyway, at least. And uh, uh, so God took care of things. And that, that's the whole point I've been making in it, through this lesson. God has a place for us in the kingdom, and he'll prepare us for that place if we'll let him. Anybody got a comment? And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And I presume, I presume she got paid for it. By the way that talks, I don't know that for a fact, but uh, but God, God, the way, God works things out. And I can't even put it into words. It's, it's, it's awesome the way God does things. And uh, I remember, and, and Terry, Lyndon, several people around here was, was in the church in, when, when we was in the little block building on Albert Street. 
several of us got saved there. And uh, when them guys were building that building, they, I believe Dan Mason donated the land, and then they they take up a little money, and they wasn't a big crowd of them anyway. They take up a little money and save a little money, and and get enough stuff to do a little work, and then they'd have to wait till they got some more money, and 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 keep going from there till they got the building built. And the build, that building didn't stay there very long. I don't remember what year the the brick building. We I don't remember what year we moved into that. Sixty one. So it was there. That building was there from about forty nine or somewhere from right in there till sixty one. So about eleven or twelve years. And how many people got saved during that eleven or twelve years? They was a bunch of us. God blessed beyond measure. What I got in 1956 in that little block building is the very best thing in my life. And it has been for 60, however many years that is. It's been the very best thing in my life. And I can't tell it. I try. But it's beyond telling. And and well, every one of them years have been good. mentioned Dan Mason he's just he's just one out of the whole bunch but a lot of them people back there I, I still have real great memories of how they how they affected my life and I can I can come all the way down from 1949 and even before that I, mom mom took me to church when they was having church in people's houses and all the way down to this present time, and I couldn't number the number of people that have had a real great effect on my life and still do. And I think every time I think of that, I think of that scripture in Revelation where it talks about blessed are the dead that die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit. Their, their works will follow them. They'll rest from their labors and their works do follow them. And their works are still going on right here today. And I'm, I'm, I hope sincerely, and I believe it will, 
I hope things will go on after we're gone. If time stands. And right at the moment, if you if you look at a, the great bunch of young people that we've got, it looks promising. We've got we've got a great group of young people. And uh, I hope God keeps blessing them like he has been. That's a blessing to the church. Anybody got a comment? <coughs> and the child grew, and she brought him unto Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses, and, and she said, Because I drew him out of the water. And uh, God blessed Moses when he, when he called him out of the bush. Moses said, God told him what he wanted. He, Moses more or less said, I can't do that. I can't speak plain. And he had all kinds of excuses. I read that scripture in Jeremiah. Jeremiah said about the same thing. I can't do that. And uh, by the same token, there was a time in Jeremiah's life when things got so rough, he said, I'm not going to speak in that name anymore. I've quit. I'm putting that in my words, but he said, I've quit. But then he said, there's a fire in my bones, and I, I, I can't quote it, but he said, I just can't quit. And... God's put, God's put his spirit in us, and if we'll yield to that spirit, there ain't no quitting in us. Now, in the flesh, we get frustrated and, and maybe mad and all kinds of different things in here. But what God put down in here will take care of this if we'll let it. So, but God got... The whole point I wanted to make, God put us in our place if we'll follow him. Now, God called Terry to preach, and I, I, vaguely I remember him announcing his calling, but I, that's been a long time ago. And, uh, but if, if he just absolutely said no, uh, I believe I believe I believe he would have probably preached eventually anyway. I believe God would have worked it out, but we we can we can frustrate the will of God sometimes. We can go against the will of God. We we can even I've known people that, that's got out of church for different reasons and stayed out seemed like for years and years.